Hello, you are listening to Running Deep. This is Christina Hannon, and I'm joined here with my friend, Nikki Breitzman. And today we're going to talk about Advent. So Nikki, what is Advent? That is a great question. Advent is actually based on a Latin word, adventus, which means coming. So uh, it's pointing forward to the coming of Jesus. Mm. So Advent is a season right before Christmas. Yes. It's actually the four weeks leading up to Christmas. And it's the looking forward to the coming of Jesus. Yes. And this is something that's part of the the church calendar every year, sort of like Lent is the season leading up into Easter. Advent is the season leading up into Christmas. I think Advent is such a great opportunity for us in the midst of the Christmas season to really just slow down and reflect on why we're even celebrating Christmas. Do you ever get lost? In I, the- <laughs> I do. I do. I I love the preparations for Christmas, like the physical preparations, the tree, the setting up the little Christmas village, the decorating, mm-hmm. the buying gifts for people. I love to do that. I enjoy all of those preparations, but sometimes those can get in the way mm-hmm. of the real essence of celebrating Christmas, which is remembering that we have a God who loved us so unspeakably, incredibly much that he was willing to become in a human form, live a life on earth here and die in our place. I mean, just the real meaning of it Mm -hmm. um, is easy to miss when I get too enthralled with all the preparations. Yeah. So we would love to encourage all of you to slow down this Christmas season, this Advent season, and really take in just a deep breath of life, I guess, of what are we looking for? Um, and we're looking forward to the coming of, of our king. I'm going to share with you part of Psalm 130. I think Psalm 130 is just kind of a great summary, really, of what Advent is about. If you if you think about since the creation, you know, since really the fall, I guess, mm-hmm. people have been waiting for a rescuer. Right. They, they knew that they needed to be redeemed. And so all of the Old Testament is this looking forward, this Advent season of looking to the coming King, the yes. coming Messiah. And now on the other side of, of Jesus's first coming, we're here and we're looking forward to his second coming mm-hmm. because we, we sort of recognize that Jesus has come the first time. And and yes, he's brought God's kingdom to earth in a sense, but it's not entirely, it's not entirely here yet, right? right? He ascended back into heaven and he's preparing things for us, but we're still awaiting the second coming. Yes. And so I'm going to read part of Psalm 130 for us. And this just says, if you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you, there's forgiveness that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word, I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. And I think, Nikki, I don't know about you, but sometimes life, it gets hard. You know, I, I know that I have a king coming, 
but just the reality of living in a fallen world, living amidst people who are also sinners, just Mm -hmm. like I am, things get hard. And so I need to know for my own just hope and peace and joy, Christmas is coming. Yes. And when I say Christmas is coming, I don't just mean I'm going to wake up Christmas morning and there's going to be presents. I mean, my king is coming. Yes. And we're going to have a beautiful Christmas when he comes back for his second coming. So why don't you tell us a little bit, just in the past, how have you or even you with your your family celebrated Advent? What are the, the tools and kind of things that you've used to just quiet your heart and just sort of prepare your mind for what Christmas is really about? Well, thank you for asking that. And I will say, as a mom, I've been convicted how I set the tone mm-hmm. for my family in terms of um, whether there's margin or not to slow down. Mm-hmm. And so I've tried really hard to step away from all the things I would want to do and then try to put in a practice or two, uh, a habit or two that is helpful in reflecting. So we've tried several different things. Um I asked my girls leading up to this what kind of some of their favorite things were that we've done. Mm-hmm. And one thing that my youngest daughter said that she loved was when we drew names as a family on Sunday night. And then mm. through the course of the week, we needed to do something secret for that family member, something kind for them. I love <clears> that idea. Yeah, it's it's a pretty fun idea. And I can't take credit for thinking of it. It came from her favorite Christmas movie um, called The Last Straw. And she just thought that was a really cool idea to do that. And it was fun. It was like each gift that was anonymous for a family member is like a gift to Jesus because mm-hmm. you're doing it secretly for him. Um, another thing that our family, our whole family, and I will say my husband really enjoyed this too, but um, there are three storybooks by Arnold Utrecht, Ishtar's Odyssey, Bartholomew's Passage, and Tabitha's Travels, where they follow a character to the manger and there's oh, a piece yeah. of a story that you read every day okay. and then ends with the Christmas. Like they all end up at the manger somehow. Mm-hmm. There, they always leave you in a cliffhanger and you can't wait to read tomorrow's installment. Our family has been known to read ahead. <laughs> <laughs> You're cheating on I your know. advent. <laughs> I know, right? But I, these I, are great to do. Like a lot of times we'll do these at supper. <laughs> um, after we've eaten, it's it's a chance for us to... Just do that. We've also done um, one of the other favorite things was a Jesse tree. Yeah. And those are really, really amazing because they start with creation story and they move through the Old Testament, just key highlights and they how those stories point forward to Jesus mm-hmm. and his coming and his fulfillment of God's plan. Do you have a tree that you use or is it just any tree? Any tree. Any tree. I have okay. a little one that I bought on clearance at a store that I won't mention for like two forty nine one year after Christmas. <laughs> so <laughs> so this, this doesn't have to be expensive. You do not no. need to break the bank in order to celebrate Advent. And I also love, Nikki, that all the things that you've presented are just really simple. It's just taking that time to slow down, read part of a story. Sometimes I think I've been guilty in the past. I'll I'll come up with this Advent plan where we'll 
be making a craft every single day and there's like glitter here and you know like somebody with scissors is over there running and you're like oh my goodness <laughs> it, it it's That's... too um you know too stressful <laughs> it doesn't quite quite fit what i was hoping for for the advent season um and so yeah. i love those ideas where we're just really taking in some some truth one of our favorite things that we've done as a family was to sit down and listen to a poem together. And and some of our favorites have been actually Advent gifts that were given by the pastor of the church that we used to attend before we moved to Iowa. Oh, and so wow. his gift to his church was each year he would write a series of Advent poems. And, and they would be based somehow on a biblical story. So one of my favorites, for example, is about the prodigal son. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's from the perspective of the prodigal's sister. So these are things that are possible. I mean, it's in the biblical account, there is no record of his sister, but you know, it's, um, it's very contextual. Things are, are accurate historically, as far as we know, but it's just kind of playing into these biblical narratives, adding a little bit more color, um, to them and just kind of drawing us into the redemption story yes. in a new way that maybe we haven't thought about before. And so he was gracious enough to record those poems and, and they're even printed in book form. And so we'll just sit around um, the living room, cozy up in some blankets, grab a, a hot cocoa and listen to an installment of the Advent poem for the year. That's been one of my favorite ways to celebrate, like I said, I've also gone down the the glitter and craft side, um, and and some people thrive off of that, and and that's great. Like if that's you, go for it. Right, you it's really do. Have, you have to find out what works for your family, yeah. right, and your family's rhythms and and season of life. Definitely, I've also seen people just even taking one character from their nativity scene, and yes. each day you're just going to set one more piece into that nativity and then you end on christmas day with jesus gets placed in the manger i love nativity so you're speaking my language mm. with that mm -hmm. one of the other things i was going to mention there's a book that goes with the jesse tree there's probably several but the one we have is called unwrapping the gift by ann voskamp mm -hmm. and when you purchase it you get uh you can print off the little ornaments and just make copies of them and you cut them out, color them, and put them on your tree, yeah. um, which is kind of fun. And then also we've had fun doing an advent calendar, kind of an advent calendar countdown, Okay, which some people like those with chocolate pieces in them. Mm -hmm. My daughters are mm -hmm. kind of fond of those, but... That's what I was going to say when you said you guys were cheating and, and reading ahead. I, I've been known to cheat on the advent calendar with the chocolate. It's hard to just have one. Uh, I would rather have two pieces on one day and none the next. Anyway, <laughs> I, I think we can relate to that. <laughs> I can totally relate to that. Oh, so do you have any plans for this year at all? How you're going to celebrate? Our plans are still, I'm still discerning. Mm -hmm. I don't know what we will do this year. I'm I, in the same boat. <laughs> yeah, I don't know yet. I I love these story books, but I also love the Jesse tree. And so mm -hmm. I don't know. And maybe there'll be another option I'm not aware of yet. Yeah, well, this year, a bunch of the ladies at Candeo are putting together 
an Advent gift for our church, and it's going to be a series of devotionals written by one of the women from our church. And so we've split up our weeks leading up into Christmas. The first one is really focusing on hope. Something that a lot of people will do or churches will be to set up a ring of candles. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but we have done that where you have four candles. And so when I hear like the first week is about hope, I always envision the hope candle. Um, I just remember as a little girl, just being so excited when our Sunday school class got to be the ones to go up and light the candle. (laughs) It was such a big deal. And so candles are This is a side note, but candles are a great way, too, to celebrate Advent because as you get closer and closer and closer to Christmas, you see the light getting brighter and brighter and brighter. And just that hope is dawning. And so each each week has a theme typically in Advent and then each candle corresponds with a week and has a theme. So the first week of our Advent series is going to be themed around hope. And really, this is focusing in on the prophets. So looking at those Old Testament prophecies, where can we see Jesus? We see them pointing to a Messiah is coming, a Messiah is coming, a Messiah is coming. And so that's really the theme of the scriptures for the first week. And then the second week is going to be all about faith and the journey that we have in mm-hmm. in believing and just taking God at his word and walking in in faith. And then the third week is going to be joy. And that's going to be our response. So we know that God promised a Messiah. We know that he, he did already come on that first Christmas. And we know that our faith is secure because mm-hmm. we have a faithful God. And so that should produce a whole lot of joy in us. So that third week is all themed around joy. And then the fourth week is themed around peace. And then finally, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, we're doing a few verses on salvation. That's exciting. Yeah. So if you if you don't have a plan yet, I'm just telling you, there's one that will be coming your way beginning on November 29th. So maybe we don't need to come up with a plan. Although I do really like your last straw, secret gifts of love for somebody else in the family. I might throw that into the mix too. Well, Christina, one of the things that I love about celebrating Advent is I always think about the people that lived between the Old Testament and New Testament times, the Mm. people that lived during that 450 years of silence Mm -hmm. where the last prophetic utterance had happened. And between that and when the angel appeared to Zechariah in the temple telling him that his prayers had been heard and he would have a baby boy and that boy was going to bear witness to the Messiah. And I think that could have been a potentially hopeless time to live in if they forgot all that God had done for them in the past and failed to have hope and faith in the future of what God was still going to accomplish for them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons I'm passionate about celebrating Advent with my family is so that we don't forget Mm -hmm. and forget what God has done and is continuing to do and will do in the future. Yeah. Advent is such a time of, of looking back at what God has done and looking forward at what he will do. My hope really for this year, for Advent, for for my family, is based off of 1 Corinthians 13, where it talks about love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. And I think sometimes we're not in that 450 years of silence anymore, but we 
we do have things that we need to keep hoping for. Yes. And sometimes I give up on hope. Yes. I just write things off as a lost cause. Mm -hmm. It's never going to change. It's never going to get better. Right. And that's a dangerous place for me to be. And so my, my hope for Advent this year is to focus in on hope. And Mm -hmm. if I love my family well, if I love my church well, if I recognize how God has loved me well, then I can't give up on hope. Exactly. Well, wherever you find yourself this Advent season and whatever you do decide to do, we just hope that it is something life-giving and that you can slow down and recognize what God has done and what he is doing and what he will do. And we just ask that this Christmas season would be a blessing to you, your family, your church, and everyone around you. Merry Christmas. Thank you.